Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. What's up with you? What's going on? Let him know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up, I suggest. To one this live request. Word. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Tawanda's Live Request, Quarantine Edition. Yes, the uh, virus has us all stuck in the house, but luckily now we can connect with people across country. And today I have a good friend of mine, Jean Ellie. What's going on, bro? What's going on, my guy? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Just in the crib, trying not to eat everything. Thanks, man. Trying to promote my show and trying to get my other show picked up. All right, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Some of y'all might recognize John from um, playing Issa's sister on Insecure. That's fucking crazy. That's, that's still crazy. That's still crazy. That's still crazy. That's still crazy. Sister, he's a strong black man. He don't oh, shit. Know. I meant brother, brother, brother. Not. <laughs> Why did I say sister? Because I was like, why'd you start laughing? I was like, Issa's brother. Shit. <laughs> I think that's... he's a sister because he's, he's a gay character. No, that's not even, that's not even it. That's yeah, not that. it. I wouldn't do that. That's crazy. Yeah, they'll fry you. You'll get fried. Bro, it happens to you know. I remember one time on your fucking, on your Instagram, one time you posted a picture and it was something about like you, your character being gay. And I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know Amal was gay. And people in the comments were just like, how did you not know that? Why did you, why didn't you know? I was like, oh my God. People just got, so I was like, I'm never commenting on your shit ever again. <laughs> like, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of your Instagram. I'm afraid of your Instagram, bro. I'm like, oh, oh my God, actually, they might kill me for that, but nah. <laughs> I'm a chill. Anyway, <laughs> he's cool. I've known him you for a while. Be really? Nah, bro. It's no, it's fine. Cause I remember one time. No, it's not. It's the this, this is how we met, though. Nick, this is how we met. One day, hit me up on Instagram. I didn't know who he was. He's like, "Yo, I want you to do the show for me." I was like, "All right, that's cool." Cause our nigga Darius, I went to college my boy Darius, who's from Brockton. You're from Brockton. I did your show. It was like a half. Like you're doing like your act. You're showing like your short films and stuff. Yeah, some mm-hmm. rappers. It was really a cool vibe, but it was just like I think the venue was kind of like weird. They just they had to close down like a month later, which is weird. That's great. Yeah, because they there was that venue was weird, man. Uh, just the spacing in that venue, and then um, the people that came out. It wasn't like they they were like awesome, like stuck up stuff. I'm like, well, I'm like, why is everybody not getting together? Yeah, this whole show, and you handled it like a champ, which was amazing because he was Bro. like. He was like, what the fuck? I don't bite, guys. Y'all can get closer to the stage. You know I, mean? <laughs> exactly. I remember, I remember, like, because I forgot who was hosting it. They were like, all right, so what's your name? And I was like, Tawanda Gona. And then they brought me up as Tawanda Anog. <laughs> Farah, I had these two girls hosting Farah and, um, uh, damn. I forgot her last name. I forgot the other one. But you know what? It was like it was still cool because like I still like that you were trying to like bring people together. Mm-hmm. Like you're like you're doing that thing of like you know Massachusetts creative where it's like you're trying to like all right I'm coming up but I want to bring people around people I know with me and that's always something I appreciated like that's some real shit because it's hard to do that you know you're like I want to make opportunities for everyone else around me but it's like I don't want to sacrifice my own to do that for other people. Yeah. That that that's a that's a that's a, like a crab in a barrel type mentality that I don't subscribe to. Um, I think everybody, whoever's around you, got to move laterally with everybody because you never the people that you work with lat, that that you're like reaching out to that side by side they're all gonna work to make sure you work. Yeah, 
and you're going to work to make sure the next person works because you know what their dreams are and no one can do your dream like you. So why am I going to be scared of the person sitting next to me or the person sitting behind me or the person in front of me? I'm exactly. not, I'm not trying to talk to Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington is not, doesn't give a fuck about a nigga like me. Mm -mm. He only cares about a nigga like me if I'm helping him become relevant again. You know what I'm saying? So, and he got all that stuff, everything he wants. So he doesn't, he doesn't really care about that stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, like that energy you're gonna put towards somebody that you know is like in a, in a similar boat as you. Like you're trying to do some shit, and it's like, it's a whole thing. And I think that um, it's easy to sometimes lose sight of that. I think sometimes people's people's ambition can be so like self-centered, but it's also I think like if you can stop and be like, all right, I'm here with my with my homies, the people I know. If we all win, then we all win. Like my like I remember Gucci once. Gucci Man said in an interview, he's talking about QCP from on quality control and he was just like yo that's my man and when i saw he said wanted to start record label i was like no he has to win like he like he's the way he said it was just like he has to like if he wins i win so it's like that's a that's a great way of seeing things man and it's just especially with this with the entertainment industry as it is it's hard but i think that like that energy is so worthwhile and that's what that's what keeps us going mm -hmm. yeah and also you gotta also gotta like vet your own friends too because some friends, they'd be like, oh, I want to do this. And, but they don't really want to do it because they don't know what it takes. To they don't. So you got to, like, figure out which friends are really in it for real or, or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to figure out which friends are willing to fail. Because some yeah. people do not. Because I was talking to my homies about this the other day. And I was, like, doing comedy and stuff. People were always like, yo, man. So, like, I was wondering, because like, we, like, write together. Or I got these jokes. And I'm just like. I don't what like what do you have what do I, like what do you have to gain from this because like you, we can go we can do this together but like you might we might win I mean it might be dope but if we lose are you gonna come back after that because you gotta be ready to lose like a lot yeah and I've taken yeah. you know, I think about losses I've taken and I'm just like oof like I've had three girls break up with me because they see me bomb on shows <laughs> yo the game you're in is vicious bro. It's vicious. I've I've tried it. I've tried it. And and I was encouraged to do it by Eric Andre. Eric Andre. Because yeah. like, you're on Eric Andre's show too, right? Yeah. He was like, yo, you he was like, you do stand-up? I was like, nah. I was like, I do sketches and stuff like that, like in pranks. He's like, you should try it, man. I was like, bro, I'd freak out on stage if I'm in on stage with a bunch of people I don't know. And one day. I was just at the crib and I was like, yo, what's the, how do I get an open mic? Like, where's the open mics at? He sent me this thing called the Comedy Barrel, yeah. which had like a, a list of open mics throughout of LA, around LA. I think the first place I went up at was Sal's and I bombed so bad. The dude said my name wrong. Yeah. Every, every, he said my name wrong. I came on stage. I was like, I don't even know what to say. I'm awkward as fuck. And it and also, open mics, there you're doing it for other comedians. You know, yeah, it's not it's not good. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not the same at all. And yeah. all these people are sitting there judging you. They're like, "All right, that joke was trash." Okay. Yeah, so, it's also like, it's also like with open mics. The thing is, it's bad because you're supposed to be. And on top of that, like, if you're too good at open mics, then it's a problem. 
you don't want to be you don't want to be you don't want to be like the king of open mind you don't be like the rat king that's what it's like it's like you're just like king of the losers yeah if you're like if you're really good at open mics like really good that means that like you know how to tell jokes just for these people and then you go to like a real show and you have the open mic humor and it just it falls flat yeah. i've seen it happen a few times I've, I've, i had the same thing happen to me where it's just like i'm telling these jokes and like because when you're doing it like all right you're going to open mics all the time you're going to cultivate you're like all right i'm going to try to figure out how many people laugh because this is what, this is what i'm around but then you go around some other people that aren't these open micers who aren't like crazy alcoholics or like just weirdos want to stand up you go in front of some people who are just like oh the show might be fun you go up there and tell those same jokes they're gonna be like what the f- i didn't expect to hear i didn't want to hear any of that <laughs> they gotta like soften this shit and the, the best thing i can do but for me open mics i know it's successful it's like if i get like a chuckle like a, oh like a ha i'm like all right that's that's a joke that i can use later mm-hmm. they laugh too hard and you're like all right this is like a problem yeah i the second time I went up there, I killed that open mic at Open Mic though, because yeah. I was making fun of how terrible I was the first time. And I guess they were like, oh, I remember my first time too. And then <laughs> yeah. they laughing about that. And then going on tour with Eric, I tried to go do more open mics like while I was on the road. I I did one in a, and this was a time I jangle and change when it was in theaters. Yeah. So all my jokes were about watching that movie with white people sitting next to me and how uncomfortable they were and how uncomfortable I made them from watching that movie. And then I also I riffed on the person that came before me and just like brashed on her, flamed her. She, it, poor her. I, yeah. She didn't deserve what I did. They never deserve it. But it's they like, <laughs> but it's, you feel it in your heart. <laughs> I was like, I flamed her and then went off on Django Unchained and how I made some white guy uncomfortable who was sitting next to me. And when I was laughing really hard and I was waiting for him to laugh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, vicious. <laughs> oh my God, that shit's rough, bro. But uh, what was I going to say? On the flip side, fucking acting, I could never do that. Like, I, did, I acted one time on one show for 10 seconds and it was the scariest moment of my entire life. It's scary, but you can get through it, bro. Like, with a couple of projects under your belt or you're doing your own project, you can get through it because you, you figure out what you like and who you, like, you figure out you. Or my other thing is would be get into an acting class. An acting class will, will show you how to do it. Because oh, yeah. you'll learn how to, like, work with people, work off of people. And... The only thing that's hard, I think, will be hard for you as a comedian is because you're used to riffing and just saying, yes, and stuff like that. So that part would be tough. However, if you connect with a character, you can still riff some more. You can riff between the lines that they're giving you. Um, on Insecure, I riff a lot. I riff a lot on Insecure. Um, season two, season two, the last episode when we we're in a car. Yeah, yeah. I ain't fucking niggas unless I don't fucking niggas unless I'm fucking them first or blah blah, blah or don't keep Kelly on the muzzle. That was a riff. That was me riffing. Mm. Um, and they kept a lot of that shit in there. Well, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. That makes me feel a little bit better. But like, I think that was what scared me a lot about acting. It was just like it seemed so much like so in so stiff and in between a lot. Like you had to just like say these lines right. So like in that little thing I did, I was on CBS. I was on God Friended Me. If you watch the clip. 
I have three lines, but I say them so fast. Like they just well, that's great. You were on a fucking show, bro. Yeah, I know. Which was dope. Which was dope. I was like, oh, this is this is the shit. But also, what was funny it was just like I remember had your I, little trailer. Yeah, you- bro, I had to. I had to. Tra- I had the trailer inside. Like the it was like the big like it was like the big like what you call it like semi truck or whatever. It was when like honey was, wagon. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I had that yeah. shit. I was in the makeup chair, sitting next to the stars yeah. and shit. Then I went to get my hair done. The guy was like, oh. oh, that's my, my my boy Brandon show. Yeah, he was cool. He was cool as shit. Yeah, he's dope. He's dope. He's yeah, dope. I remember I got out to get like my hair done. They're like, "Oh, you're you're good." And I was like, "No, I just I just woke up with this. Like, you should do something." And they're like, "Oh no, you, you, you're like they could have said I can't do black hair." They didn't right. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I had like an assistant that was like giving me water and stuff. Somebody was like, "Somebody be like up like doing my makeup as we're as I'm waiting for my scene." I was like, "This is fucking." Like they teach like a fuck, they teach like a star. I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is what. But that's not the case on every show. Yes, that's what. Yeah, that was that was CBS. I was like, I could do this. Yeah, CBS. that's CBS. That's CBS money. Oh, uh, get yourself on an independent project. Hey, move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not ready for you yet. Go sit over there. Oh, we're ready for you, but wait. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Okay, cool. Bro, that shit. But that's like, that's just, I don't know. It's funny just to get used, start getting used to that world. Like, I remember when I had to go to, what you call it, like costuming, like uh, maybe a month before. And I went to costume, and they're like, all right, so pick out what you want to wear from this. And I was like, wait, they got like Giuseppe's and Jordan's and all this. I was like, damn, nigga. And then like, they, they picked out the shit for me. And then I was, I was putting the clothes on. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. They put the shirt on me and they tied my shoes. And I was like, and, my, and a voice yeah. in my head was like, "Yes, you deserve all of this. This is the life you're supposed to live. Why are you? Why are you ever dressing yourself ever again?" And I was like, "Yeah." The day after you finished filming, what was that like? Where you had to get dressed? I was like, "This is fucking disgusting." Like, no, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna hold you. It wasn't even the day after. It wasn't even the day after. Yeah. It was all right because they film at like the Brooklyn Pier or whatever, right? And the pier is like a 10, 12 block walk from either train station. So I had to get up after that shit. I finished that shit. And I remember I'm walking. I had to walk like a mile. They didn't give you a car service? No, they didn't give me a car. They didn't give me a car service. I had a van service when I I filmed it. But after, no, I remember, no, that's another thing. Right after my summer (laughs) scene was done, they're like, okay, uh, we'll take his van back to your trailer. I changed it. I was like, all right, great. Um, So we're serving food at the church. It's about like eight blocks away. So just walk that way. And I was like, damn, the dream is over. (laughs) (laughs) You could have pass van for that. They would have. They should have. They should have put you to pass van for that. Yeah, but I ain't no better. I was like, right, I'm just gonna do my thing, make my little money, and I'm. <laughs> I do nah, that. Actually, it's 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 weird, bro. Like you you, first off, growing up where you grow up, you grew up in Boston, grew up in you know what I'm saying, grew up in New York, grew up wherever, and then being like a first generation, um, anything or being African American where you didn't have people always waiting on you hand and foot. Mm-hmm. It's weird to like have someone be like, oh no, here, we'll put your shirt on for you. Oh no, here, we'll, we'll tie this for you. Oh no, here, we'll put your shoes on for you. Sit in this chair, let's take care of you. I'm like, all right, this is yeah, weird. But it's I, can, weird. I, I see how we can do this. Yeah, it's like, you see it, you're like, all right, this is like, this is cool. But I mean, I don't know. That's why I like, I think about shit like that. I'm like, the journey to get to like you know more stuff like that or just even you like you got a glimpse you got a glimpse of it bro yeah you got a glimpse and like that, that glimpse is like enough to keep me like moving and stuff so it's like what i like about it is that like 
the further I've gone and as many losses I've taken, I feel like these dreams I've had, I think we can all agree this, the dreams that we've had, like coming closer to a reality. Mm-hmm. All right. And that brings me to, um, I asked you what your favorite song was. And you said, uh, James of the Nightmares by Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. The intro, right? Yeah. The intro is everything, bro. Like I scream at the top of my lungs whenever I hear that song come on. Like it literally speaks to so much of what, what I'm, what I'm going through the process, um, overcoming so much, overcoming, mm-hmm. so much, um, dealing my mental health issues like all that stuff it speaks to it in that one song yeah that i feel like that one song like i was just watching uh meek mill's free meek documentary on amazon because mm-hmm. i wanted to like so since i listened to um, jeans and nightmares and i watched some of that and i was watching like yeah where he came from and while i didn't like the documentary that much because it made it seem like he was nelson mandela but beyond that it was just like just him being like i came from the hood and I came from this and just like little, the, the pox of just like, all right, I had one goal and one goal only. And I was going hard at that. And it was kind of just like, he wanted so much. Nick, are you playing it? I'm not hearing it. And I, there it is. I didn't, so like, I didn't want us to talk over the, the intro. I oh, yeah. No. to get to the part where, where it hypes up. Sorry. No, 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 this part, this part is important. This part is important. This part right here. Very important part. Yeah, because it's just like, this is sentimental. Like, I can't believe that I'm here. And you just feel it. And you, you feel it. And like, I love how you said you screamed the whole thing because this part, you scream this part, then you scream, you scream the next part louder. Like, you don't, like, I never, you never stop screaming. Exactly, exactly. Like, yo. It speaks to so much of what we're doing, what we're going through. Yeah, it is. It's just like right here. Little All the women that you try, that you try to get, that you 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 lose yourself in. Yeah. He's just like all that, like, and it's kind of like it has this idea of just like he can't believe where he's at and how dirty he was. It's not like it's not even like he can't believe the circumstances. He just can't believe like who he is like right there like i did like he i i created this it's not like you it's like it, he wasn't given this shit i remember back when meat came out right my homie also went to framingham state also from bronx dominica keenan he told me he was like yo i saw a video of meat i didn't even see him rap all i saw was him holding a stack of money and the way he gripped that money i felt it i was like yes this is this is this is that shit like like i will yeah and then he gets a little angrier and angrier and angrier and like this shit just hits you just like when he said i got that name y'all thought it was rented like i think so you thought it was rented like he's so mad about that like, you thought Yo, I, this shit. I bought this shit nigga i fucking worked for this yeah, like, i made yeah i made i made all this happen oh my god you want you want to you run through a wall you want to run through a wall you want to run Yo. through a He's like, I fucking manifested all this shit. Yeah. All you motherfuckers stop. Like, I'm close. I manifested insecure. I manifested every job I'm on. I manifested send help. I manifested any project I'm doing, any project I'm on, any project any party I've been to, anybody, like anybody I've met, like, I manifested all of You did? Yeah, like when I moved to LA, 
when I moved to LA, the nigga who said I could live with him bailed on me at the airport. <laughs> I said, fuck it. I'm going to make, I'm gonna meet the, his, the person he was with at a baggage claim. I said, yo, bro, can I stay with you? Like, I turned to him and said, can I stay with you? Like, and he said, he was like, he was like, ah. I'm like, look, bro, I'm gonna be in your house. Um, I used to promote clubs, so like I know I can, I can meet a lot of people. I can get you in events. Pretty sure I can do that. Like I'll cook. I won't be there. Like you won't see me. Like six o'clock in the morning, I'm out of your house. I'll be back at like eight p.m. and I'm working my ass off to book my first project. Get get in a room in L.A. and figure this shit out. I got to sacrifice the next day off of Craigslist. Burn mm. LA casting. Uh, took my first job. I was background on the job, and then I I saw it come on LA casting, and I like freaking hustled my way into getting that role without auditioning for the for the thing. And they gave me the job on the movie Project X, and I became what's it called uh, a day player on that project. I didn't know what the fuck day player meant, bro. Damn, bro. And, and they allowed me to they allowed me to play this character which earned me my SAG and I was in Boston doing background and all the actors on in Boston were like, yo, you should stay in Boston, get your SAG here. I was like, nah, I'm good. I moved to LA within six months. I got my SAG card, my SAG. Right. Mm. And then I booked a Nike job and they flew me out to um, Vegas to shoot a Nike job with Deshaun Jackson, um, um, Sonya, the, the track star and then went to the Olympics and Antoine Fuqua is directing the joint. The nigga did the training day. And they flew me out there. And when I get to the hotel, that same feeling like, yo, they tie my shoes. They flew me to the hotel. I was in the hotel. I said, who's staying in this room with me? They said, nah, you. You're, this is your spot. Oh, that's <laughs> what said, it is. What? <laughs> and then I knew nothing about per diems. So uh i go to set i'm signing my paperwork i'm like damn this is a lot of money that's crazy just for just for like a day here damn that's crazy i'm like for two days here no for two days here they're paying me for this cool and for me that was a lot because like i'm like i didn't know what's going on they were paying me like what they were like paying like four g's to be there then i was like they paid for my flight i said okay then my room and I was like, oh, they're paying for so much stuff just for me to be here. Yeah. And then, then the next day, we shot one day. The next day we're shooting, I go to set and we rap. And they're like, here's an envelope full of money. And I said, what's this? It says, this is money for you. I was like, for who? I'm like, is this coming out of my check? I'm like, this is out of my check? Are you giving me extra bread? They said, nah, this is, this is for you. Like, for incidentals, if anything goes wrong, you need to pay for something. I'm like... I'm never going back to Boston. (laughs) There's no reason for me to go back to Brockton. There's no reason for me to live in Rhode Island again. Like, there's no reason. There's none. That's fucking, that's what it, that was, that's a lit story, bro. That just, like, that hustle. And just, like, just the idea of just, like, just pivoting and just following your gut. And then being in situations where I was like, all right, here's some money. And it's like, and knowing, like, Wait, this this can't be this no this can't be for me this 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 this, 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 is, my, this, is, this isn't my money you're bugging this isn't my money like no this is yours like what the f-? like that shit man that's 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 what's up bro because like 
I didn't go through that exactly, but I went through a similar thing when I first went to New York, where it was like I had a living situation that was already kind of rocky. And then um, about a few months in, I had to move out like suddenly. Like it was just a crazy story. I just moved, I had to just move out. Like legit, like I, had to, I decided, like it was like I left, I went back to Boston for a funeral on Friday. By Sunday, I'm like, all right, I gotta move out of this. I gotta move out of this spot. So like, I'm out. To, so I'm like, I gotta move out of the spot. I had to figure out a plan or whatever. My homie was just like, yo, you can crack. Like, I'm moving out my spot too. It's like the 15th of October. She's like, yo, I'm moving out my spot. I have it for the rest of the month. You can stay there. It's empty, but you can stay there. So like, I ordered like an I ordered like an air mattress, all that shit. Sent it, got sent overnight. Took a bus at like two in the morning got to like got to my old apartment packed up a couple of things like i got, got like i got like two pairs of sneakers and like i don't know my air mattress and all this shit and i just left went pick up this key stayed in harlem the door the door was fucked up because they like they changed the locks so i had to sleep with an open door for like um, for maybe two three weeks mm. and then i thought I, th- I thought i found an apartment didn't and like the apartment fell through i was saying i was like i was crashing on nick's couch sleeping sleeping under a green screen all right <laughs> Sleeping under a green, yeah, it was like a, it was just a it was a green screen on a couch because there's no blanket. So then I'm doing that shit. All my all of my all my like all my clothes and shit, my bed, everything. It's all my other my homie Kofi who lives with Nick. He had a garden that was like a like half a block away, and he had sheds. All my shit is in these sheds. So I had to like go and like from, I'd like take a shower or whatever. Then I'd walk out, walk to the shed, change my clothes, and walk out and go to work. I worked that I was I, I like I had a day job. I was working all that shit. Then like I was just going from the couch to couch. My my cousin dies. My cousin died. I had, but I couldn't leave. I couldn't go back to uh, Boston and talk to my parents about that shit. So I, I like I had, to, I had to do a photo shoot the next day. A photo shoot for some headshots and stuff. Then like. Look, look for apartments and finally found my shit. And it was like, it wasn't like, oh, this shit's hard. I'm gonna make it through. It wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking that. I was just like, yo, I just, all, all I could see was I just got to survive. It exactly. wasn't a sense of like, I'm about to blow. I was, I was like, nah, I just got to fucking make this work. Yeah. And I talked to, and I remember like a year and a half later, I talked to my homie's girl and we're talking about the whole situation. And she was like, oh, just so you know, like, you know that like before, when we, when you first called and said that you need a place to stay, um, that apartment, we were gonna, one of our, we already promised one of my friends that they could stay there. They lived in Atlanta. We promised them they could stay there for a little bit, but we knew that like you had something, you had some, you had important shit to do in New York. We knew that you had to be here, so we called them and said you can't stay there. Wow. And then my homie was just like, yo, honestly, when that shit happened, I thought you were gonna move. I thought you were gonna move back. I thought you were gonna quit, but you didn't. You, you shouldn't. Bro. Yeah, you, you shouldn't. But it's just like that's it's, that. It's just you you feel you feel it, and I think it's like you see, we mentioned it earlier. But like that first generation immigrant shit, where it's just like you see what your parents, what your family sacrificed for you to be here, and it's just like you don't actively think about, it, but subconsciously you're like, nah, I can't let these people down. I can't let myself it, it down. Pales in comparison to what they did to get here. Exactly. Pales in comparison to that. Yeah, and then they see you out here. They, when they see you succeed at the shit you said, I'm going to do this because, you know, I want this is my passion. It hits them. It hits them hard. They're just like, damn, you really? It's, it's like, that, that's, that's the American dream for them. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. Like, at first, like, anyway, how'd your parents feel at first? You're like, I'm going to be an actor. My pa- I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them none of that. Yes. <laughs> they, they, they don't care. My mom is just now getting it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, as an actor, you you go through these lulls where you're not working, man. And in, in those lulls, you got to hold your you had to hold your bread. Um, so you had to learn how to money manage your money too. So when you go through that, and you talk, and your mom calls you and she asks you for something, you can't even give it to her, and you tell her like, yo. And it's not her fault that she feels like this, but like you tell her like, yo, I can't, I can't spot you right now. I can't send you the bread right now because I got to hold on to it so I can pay my rent. She's like, oh, you should probably just go back to school because like this is like not working out. I'm like, I'm just on hiatus, baby. Like, yeah. that's it. I'm Policy, just on hiatus. You know, I can't. season is right there, my nigga. It'll be good. Yeah, man. Like that stuff, that stuff be getting to me sometimes. But and like what you were saying about just pushing through, always pushing through, and like I gotta make this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. I was in an interview yesterday, and the guy was like, "Did you have any fear?" I was like, "I didn't think about fear. I thought about moving forward. The only thing I I thought about was forward movement. So if I sat there and looked at the closed door too long, I'm gonna miss what's already in front of me." to yes. help me out to the next thing. So I can't sit there and worry about, damn, that didn't work. I'm like, all right, cool. But there's something right there that's perfect for me. So I'm gonna just keep moving towards that. Bro, I think about this, the movie Predator, right? One of my favorite movies ever. There's a part where like the very Predator. beginning. Yeah, I, lo- I love, nigga, I love Predator. Predator is amazing, bro. Predator is the, you, you, wait, you, don't, you don't fuck with Predator? I fuck with Predator, but I'm just saying, like, the best movie ever? No, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite movies. It's one of my favorite movies. Okay. No, it's not, it's, not the, it's not the best movie. Come on. Okay. It can't be the best. It can't be the best. Predator 2, that's the best. Nah, <laughs> Predator 2 was so trash. Fuck Danny Glover for that one. I love Danny Glover for that fuck, fuck that movie. But um, there's a part where Jesse the Body Ventura, right? There's a, there's a shootout, and one of his homies is like, yo, you just got shot. And he's just like, yup. And the guy's like, you're bleeding. And he says back to him, I don't got time to bleed. He just keeps moving. <laughs> I always think about that shit. Like, it's like, that's that, that's that, that's that it is. Like, yeah, you might be like, yeah, oh, is it scary? Yes, but I ain't got time to be scared. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be scared. Like, you ever do some shit? And then after the fact, you're just like, what the fuck was that? Like, oh my. God. Like, I get anxious sometimes thinking about shit I've done. Like, Bro, I can do that again. Some things I've done or, or, just I just chanced my life so many times. <laughs> like, like going skydiving. I didn't wasn't thinking about it the whole way through. Like I wasn't thinking about it the whole way through. I was really just clowning my friends who came with me. I was like, you guys are stupid. Why'd you listen to me? I was drunk as fuck the night before, and you guys decided <laughs> to come with me to jump out of a plane. Are you stupid? Like, why would you listen to me? And then after I landed. And jumped out of the plane and landed. I was like, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe yeah. I jumped out of a plane right now. This is insane. Yeah. I actually had an acting coach, an acting teacher who told me, he was like, when you think about acting, he was like, you might be scared, but always remember, it's like you're walking up the side of a volcano and you're jumping into a volcano. Mm-hmm. You jump in, but then you jump in and you finally hit the lava, but you don't burn. You just wipe it off. And go back. You jump to a ball. That's what we call it acting. Like, don't ever just lose yourself in it. Don't get scared. Don't think about it. Just do the shit. At the end of the day, it's not gonna hurt you. It's not. It's not, man. Yeah. Like, it hurts your ego. Oh yeah. If it'll, it'll crush you. But... Yo, oh my god, the ego getting your ego getting crushed. Just 
That's the that's the, that's the thing you gotta understand. Nick, you, you speak to this too, like the ego crushing of all this shit. Woo. You learned. I was fire in that room. Back. Go home. <laughs> no calls, <laughs> bro. No calls at all, bro. Bro, I've done like I've done writing packets or whatever, and just been like, all right, this is I like I worked my ass off. I didn't leave the I didn't leave the crib. I just sat there and I wrote. And I was like, this is gonna be great. You send it, nothing. Or like, oh, this is a comedy show. You do the comedy show. You get there and you kill the shit, and it's like nothing. And then you realize it's not even like you might look at somebody else and be like, oh, that person wasn't as good as me or whatever the fuck. You might think some shit like that, but it's like, nah, and in reality, it's just like they're looking for a thing. And it's not about like, it's looking, looking for a thing. And to them, you're all good. Mm-hmm. You're all good. You might, one, one person might be exceptional, but everyone else is good. But beyond that, they're looking for a certain thing. Like when I got and even this, the exceptional person might not get it yeah. because that person doesn't look like what the person envisioned. For instance, when I was casting Send Help, yeah. I saw a gang of little girls to play my niece, right? One girl looked the part, but she, I shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> uh, you can uh, skip, we don't to talk about it. Yeah, I'm like, she looked the part, but it wasn't what I was looking for. Yeah. Then another person blew the person that looked the part out of the water but she didn't have the swag that i was looking for and then another girl came in and her swag her talent all that just worked perfectly and also she like looked like she could be a mulatto mulatto girl you know what i'm saying so like mulatto like a mixed girl you know what i'm saying yeah. so it was, like, it was perfect and i was like okay well, i'm definitely go with her bro when I auditioned for that guy friend of me shit, I think about this shit. I walked in. First of all, I walked in, right? And it was going bad. I know it was going bad because the chick was like, okay, that was good. Um, do it again, but this time, relax. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. So then I do it, and she's like, she stops. She's like, okay. Just looking at me, I'm like looking at. It's like that Diddy meme where he's looking at each other. She's like, okay, and I'm like, all right, well, we'll talk to you. Then I leave and I'm walking out, and it's out, it's like 35 degrees out. It's kind of windy, and I was like, oh, it's like cold, but it's like it's colder than it's colder than it should be. Like I feel like too cold. Like my thighs are like really cold. I look down, my fly was down the entire fucking time, bro. <laughs> so. They crop you from here. You're good. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so but my fly was down. So then like I'm sitting back and talking to my manager and shit. I'm like, yeah, I, think I need acting lessons like tomorrow. This is bad. And then she called me an hour later and like, yo, you got the part. And I was like, she was like, shut the fuck up. And she was like, yeah, they like something about you. It seems yeah. to go that way. Like when you think you didn't do well, they're mm-hmm. like, no, that's what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want that. When we think it goes great, they're just like, we didn't want that. Yeah. Like, even with Insecure, bro, when I got that, I was in the waiting room, and I was like, man, they're never going to pick me, man. I'm a heterosexual man. I can't play a gay character. I don't know nothing about what it means to be a black man who's gay. I know nothing. Um, So I'm just going to give him my version of it, um, and I want to make sure that I give him, like, a masculine presence. And, And I get there, and they're auditioning a guy in the room before me and they kept working with him like oh that was good do it this way 
Oh, that was great. Do it this way. I was like, oh, I'm not getting this. Like, this, there's no way I'm getting it if they're putting that much work on this man. That means they really want him to have this role, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in a room, I'm like, uh, go in, did my part, I walk out. They're like, do it one more time. We love what you did, but do it one more time, please. I did it again, walk out. Don't hear anything for like a few days. I got a call. Oh, they want you to come back in. I was like, you want me to come back in? Okay, cool. So I go back and now I see celebrities there. I'm like, oh, these niggas gonna get it. I have like, <laughs> I have like next to no credits. Like, like my biggest role before that was American Crime. Yeah. That's, that's a big job, but like it was my biggest role. And these people have resumes. So I walk in a room, I see Issa, I see Vicky, who's the casting director, I see Melina, I see Prentice, There's some more people in the room, but I'm only looking at Vicky. And I improv my first line. Cause she's like, oh, she says, oh, you finally came with your flaky ass. I was like, bitch, don't be mad at me for living a rich and fulfilling life. She goes, everybody starts laughing in the room cause that's not the line. I, but I call her a bitch anyways, just so I could feel so I could feel powered in the room. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's funny. And I, and I thought it was funny to have, to give them all that feel. You know what I'm saying? That feel like, girl, stop. Like, really, I'm saying, girl, stop. But I just said a bitch. I said bitch yeah. instead. And everybody starts laughing. Then they're like, oh, do this with Issa now. So now I do this with Issa. And we're playing. We're riffing with one another. And everybody's like, yo. They're like, they start laughing. And I'm like, cool. I get out of the room, like, they'll never pick me. I'm still, I, I was too, I was too loose <laughs> in the room. I come a week later, they call me and say, yo, you got the job. Mm. A week later, I'm like, what? You got the job? I'm like, fuck. I gotta go do some research. <laughs> so, I didn't celebrate. I didn't like, oh, I'm going out, blah, blah, blah. I got the part. I said, I'm going home right now to read everything I can read about what it means to be a black man who's gay and then what, what they went through, um, who were who the activists in their world, who championed them, what do white gays and, and black gays get along, um, what are they, do they have beef between themselves? Like, what's that like? Uh, and I just did a gang of research on all that. And then I, re- I recalled on the fact that I had gay roommates who told me their story and when they came out, um, what they had to deal with growing up in high school, what they had to deal with in college, um, who was the first person they came out to. And I just added that to the story, added that to the story of them all. Mm. I had the story of them all, and then I was like, okay, now I, I know how, what I was, what happened before I got to here. What does them all do for work? And I was, and I was like, they say he does business. I was like, cool. So I'll say he's in finance. He's in finance. And I started adding that layers on top of that. And he's worldly, and he, he's a take charge kind of guy. He, he handles his own thing because he had to develop this thick layer of skin from being a black man who's gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, from being gay. So, all that 
developed into who he is, how he's confident, how he's strong, and how he walks around with his head held high. Um, and how he, he's also done some work for himself, work on himself because he wants to, so, so he's not feeling, feeling down on himself. So he always walks with his head held high to, when he's speaking to people and he's talking mm-hmm. to people and he walks with confidence and strength. Wow. Actually, like, what, I like that you put, it's, a, it's really incredible what you put on that work. Because I remember even, like, I read an article about, like, your first, the first episode you were, you were featured in. And people loved that. People just loved how you came across. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, just, like, the way you walked in. Yeah, I think you greeted, like, one of Issa's male friends, one of their straight male friends, and one of her yeah. girlfriends. And it was just, like, they are just, like, the way he could, like, they were, like, I've seen people talk about every character, how they're all terrible people on Twitter. Everyone hates everybody, but everyone <laughs> loves them all. Everyone loves them all. Like yeah. everyone's like, oh my god, because it's like you just you play it with such like with care, you sincerely Amal's, give a fuck. Amal's very important to me, man. Like he, honestly, bro. What I want like dudes and everybody who see Amal to be like, oh, that's a that's my homie, and like that's my guy. I know I know this person. You know what I'm saying? Like because a lot of gay dudes have to put on that show for people of when they're greeting the dudes, when they're greeting their homies, they have to act like and put on a front. So they're like moving through the world in two different ways. Like, just like we as black people move through the world in two different ways. Yeah. Like dealing with white people, like we, our, vo- our pitch gets higher a little sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like we move through the world differently. We have to do that code switching and gay black men have to do that too sometime. Like, and that's one of the things where they have to like always be comfortable with themselves and comfortable with what's going on. Like those guys have to fight so much battles throughout the day they, do. they really do and um it's though with that in mind it's just a great it's great that like you can really portray them portray that in a way that's like respectful and they appreciate it because they very much do like yeah. i like i'll just scan them I, I like i searched the name real quick i googled your name real quick and it's like every article is just like oh my god you're just so like what you're doing is just so like people appreciate that shit like a lot I, I fucking love them all, so I have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, word. That's what's up. All right, now this is the next segment. Quick little thing. Um, I want you to tell me something that you're going through now. It could be good. It could be bad. And I'll give you a song for that. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So tell me. So tell me. So what's going on? Just tell me something's going on in your life. It's like whatever's on your mind. Something that you got to work through. Uh, right now I'm making a decision about who's gonna be my manager. So making the wrong choice it, or having to like revisit this whole management thing again in like another two years with mm. suck. So, yeah. so I just, I really want to find a manager that's going to be along for the ride for the rest of this. Right. All right. Huh. I understand that. It's good. I got yeah. that. Cause the manager, cause the manager relationship, Jerry Seinfeld once said in his documentary, the manager relationship is just like, you know, it's like a marriage. Like you care about that person. That person cares about you. You want to have like, and also with managers and stuff, what I've heard from my friends and with my own personal experiences, it's kind of just like, you want somebody that'll give you just the, the amount of attention that you need to thrive. And you're always worried about like, do they have too many clients or you their only client? And it's like, there's pros and cons with each side of it. And it's like, you want to make sure that they have the, your best interest at heart and you can grow together. It's not just them growing. So, huh. I gotta think. Um, what's a good song for this? Because um, I'm basing it off of like you know, dreams and nightmares. Now dreams and nightmares are kind of just like this. I can't believe I made it to this point. 
But it's kind of just like after that point of I can't believe I'm here, it's like, well, you're here. Mm-hmm. You're here and you gotta just like um you gotta keep working. You can't you can't stop. Yep. And sometimes you you get to that point that you wanna get to, but then you realize that you have to reinvent your dream. You gotta you gotta redream your dream because you've accomplished everything already. Like so now it's like what what now? So you have to go back to that drawing board and it's like, all right, what's the next mountain I gotta climb? Mm-hmm. All right, I got one, and this is a dude that um, I think when I think of like first generation immigrant, like the experience and just growing and coming from like now his neighborhood was crazier than ours probably, well mine most definitely because I'm from like just High Park, Boston. There's like turkeys and shit outside. I'm not. It wasn't too. It was there was the niggas had gun niggas had guns, but it was like. All the gangsta niggas lived on the street called Sunnyside, so that tells you where we was. <laughs> and Sunnyside was like off mine, and like we used to walk past the street to go to mine, and they, we used to call them the Sunnyside gangsters because they would grill all of us. And then somebody <laughs> got shot, so I was like, all right, they do, they do some real shit. But anyway, um, <laughs> I was gonna give you what up? I said they used to chill at Ashmont Station. No, no, not even, not even at, not even Ashmont because Ashmont was uh, that's that's like that's Dorchester. Uh, they were Hyde Park niggas, so they chilled at like Cleary Square, or like, I mean, they'd go to, like, they'd go out, but they, they just chilled on their, they just sat on the block because like, you drive, you could drive from, you could drive from the block, but you chill on the block. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm trying to look, and I'm thinking like off of the album Victory Lap by Nipsey Hussle, we're gonna do a uh, young young nigga featuring Puff Daddy. Okay, let me Daddy Puff Daddy. I, I like that song. Yeah, that's a good song about just like, you know, you know, it's like, all right, you've hit, you've hit one level. And we know this about, we know this, we, at this point, we know this, where it's just like, you work hard to achieve your dreams. When you achieve your dreams, things don't get easier. They get harder. They get so much harder. Because at this point, old folks, he moving. Right now. Yeah. He's moving the more, like, you get to it, like, all right. Yes. Like, Phil Jackson, I was watching, I want to call it, I was watching um, The Last Dance, right? The last episode. And Phil Jackson was on his Buddhist shit. And he was like, he was like, gotta remember, success is temporary. Success is a moment. After that, you start the beginning all over again. He's talking talk about his third championship. Like, all right, at this point, we've done this. How do you keep moving? And it's like, how do you make these decisions? And it's like, you can't coast because you never want where you're at to be your peak. Mm-mm. And a lot of people we know, we've seen it. We've all seen it where it's just like, you see people who like, they treat this moment as their peak and they, they stop working. They enjoy, they, they, they celebrate. And I want to say, they don't say they don't say they fall off. That's as big as they get. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of people peak, yeah, or they get caught up in the hype that's in front of them. And the hype is not, the hype won't die down, man. Like right now, I'm lit. Like right, things are happening. But in this lit moment that's happening, I have to pivot and get new things. Because right now, while the eyes are on me, it's time to get the stuff that I've been planning 
and I had on, I had like I had on the call on the back channel. Yeah. So, now they calling me. Ooh. All right. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. You got to come with that plan afterwards. Yeah. Back, it's gonna bro. come and go. Cause once it's gone, you gotta wait another another bit to the next one comes. Oh my God. That's what. That's what. Like. That's what my manager told me. Yo, she was like, "All right, right now things are gonna be quiet. Things are quiet for you right now." But you gotta remember, you gotta keep this in your head. That things can be quiet, but things get when things turn up, it's overwhelming. But you gotta you gotta make sure that you kind of build in that in these moments, under have structure in your life, so you're not like so you're not just lost in it. And this song right here, Nipsey's just talking about that same shit where it's just like, bro, like just that doubt of like, is the next thing gonna come? Where as like, am I am I in my moment? Am I doing? Am I living my moment properly? If I, I live my truth. The song is just like, yo, you just gotta keep, keep working. You can celebrate a little bit, but you gotta keep working. You never stop working. Oh, sweet. Like, right now I'm in a relationship and she is seeing what it looks like when I'm running. Oh, yeah. Never, like, we never been together when it's on. So now, it's on. She's like, oh man, our, our Sundays are gone. I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta be alive. I gotta be the best in the online party. Um, this day's off, yeah, because I have to do an interview for this day. Like, this day's off, I gotta do this stuff, you know what I'm But she's like seeing it, and what's amazing about her is that she's asking questions because she knows the next time how, how, how we're gonna move and how we can like continue to Word. That's yeah. That's real, and it's just like again, this is that. This is what you were always working for. This is what you were always working towards. And those low moments of just like I'm sharing at the airport. I got to hustle right here. That same energy that got you through that situation will get you through these situations. Even if it's like, even though these are good problems, though those lessons you learned from that shit, it's like all right, now I know how to hustle. Now it's like you're not putting out fires. You're just trying to keep. You're trying to keep shit growing. It's just like trying to build that 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 snowball. That thing that's rolling down the hill. Trying to keep building that. Yeah, man. Because it's it's just it's just work. And it's so much work. It's a lot of work, bro. But it's like this is kind of like, sometimes we sit back, and I think we can all agree with this. Like, sometimes we sit back, and I'm just like, oh, it's so much work. But then a voice in my head is just like you could quit tomorrow and it's just like not in an it's not a bad thing but it's just like no you chose you chose that you chose this life you chose this yeah you're living the life that you chose you you could have did anything you chose this path yeah, so yeah. i need you to finish it <laughs> like, yeah you know i need you to finish it and i need you to be grateful that you're in a situation where you can just be like oh my god i gotta keep working and then it's like it means so much and i saw like what I saw you post on Facebook the other day, like your your status is from 2010, 2009. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, I'm moving to LA. That. Yeah. And That's it was it. like, yeah. And it was like the determination there. And like you, cho- you chose it. You only chose it. You called, you, you told the universe, this is what's going to happen. And that's like, that to me is incredible. That to me is one, like, it's, that's like, I like, I look at that and I'm always on the sidelines. I might not like some shit, but I'm always on the sidelines being like, bro, you're really, like, I look at, I look at your growth and everything you've done. I'm like, wow, he's really doing, you're doing everything. You know, everything like the way you want to. And like, I appreciate that so much. And I remember even like a few years back, a few years back, you were like, I had this idea for a TV show. You want to help me write it? That was the first time I tried to write anything. Mm-hmm. 
and now I'm trying to write, I'm trying to write a pilot and shit. Now I think about it, I'm like, wow, like, it's just like the little ways that we can help each other. Mm-hmm. That helped me a lot. And it's just like, even another, another thing too, this podcast was Nick's idea. Nick was like, yo, you should do this. You should try this. And it's just like, this is how we gain, this is how we gain shit. I feel some people, some, people think sometimes like, oh, your homies help by being like, yo, I got this job for you. I got this. No, it's like, no, your homies help by giving you like, I telling you, I believe you, you're capable of doing this or doing that. Yeah, you're, they're, they're feeding you. They're feeding yes. you ideas. They're feeding your, your spirit. They're helping you do this. And the fact that Nick is like, aren't helping you grow as an individual because Nick also wants to grow too. And you're helping iron shop and iron. Like you guys yeah. are like literally working together and growing it. And you guys understand that there's going to be some peaks and valleys and we're going to be going through this together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've tried to build with people sometimes. Like I remember in my acting class, I met this kid named um, Kev. Kev, yeah, Kev. And I saw he was good with the camera. I said, bro, you nice. You nice with the um, shots. Like, let's work together. I'll create the content. And we shoot and we work together. We'll run this thing together, right? Um, He's like, but I want to be a face. I'm like, you can be a face. I'll write something for you then. Or you can be the face. We started putting it on YouTube, and when the shit wasn't taken off in like a week or two, yeah, or, or three, he's like, "We're not getting enough views. We're getting like only 300, 400 views." I'm like, "Bro, we have to keep doing this because if they don't, if we don't, if we stop, then we're looking for like a short play. If we keep going and we keep creating this content and keep pushing it." We're going to find our audience. The audience is going to love the shit and we're going to keep growing. And then they'll revisit the old stuff and be like, these guys were onto something for a very long time. Yeah, man. And, and he ended up like, uh, nah, I fell off. I said, cool. You fell off. Great. I will, next time I do this, which is Bassett house right now, I was like, I'm only going to work with people that come to me and say that they want to do it. And, and they see, and they, and they want to fill a gap with the with the with the, what what I'm doing because they know I can't juggle everything at once. Yeah. That's, that's I found like two dope people who are helping me with the whole process. And it's it's amazing right now. Yeah man that's that's you hit the nail on the head. It's just like you can't pull people to come to your level. They come to you being like, hey like, like it's a it's a it's a fine it's a it's a crazy game of just figuring out like who's really in who like What's well, a sense that you I think something you learn in all this is like you learn how to sense who's really trying to make this thing happen. Because mm-hmm. like that that ambition you can feel in other people. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, all of us can see somebody like that person has ambition. That person wants to do something. There's people I see right now. There's comics I see right now who like I think are hilarious, but I think they're not gonna like continue for after a couple of years. There's some people I see right now who I think aren't funny, but I know it's just like. You're gonna be doing this till the day. You're gonna be. You're gonna be famous. I can already tell because you have ambition. You really care about this shit. Mm-hmm. So, so they're gonna learn all the tricks, all like how to how to like their cadence. They're gonna like change all their stuff and then adapt. To yeah, they're gonna adapt. Man. Yeah, because that's 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 the name of the game, bro. Adapt or die. Period. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. It's it's evolution, bro. You gotta like you got we got at some point we're all fish in the water. We have to climb out and start learn how to breathe. All of us gotta do that shit. Some people can't. And they're not gonna be able to do it. But it's just like you gotta just if you want it, 
and you realize how small the circle of people who want to do shit really is. Yeah, man. Like people really get into battles with themselves, bro. Like that's why I always encourage people when they get into this thing, start journaling because them thoughts, that stress, that all that stuff will get to you. So you start journaling, you get that thought out of your head and you continue moving forward and doing whatever it is you want to do next. You feel me? Yeah. Like that shit all right. helps. All right. Here's like, so we're about to wrap up soon. This is one of my favorite segments. All right. Cause I gave you a song. I told you to listen to young nigga. I hope that helps when you like, when you think about, think about management and shit. I hope that, I hope that helps you get, pick up, pick the right manager and shit. Now the next segment is cause we've been talking and we've been rocking and I want to know, I need a, I need a song suggestion for you, from you to me. Cause I have, I have a situation I want your help on. Okay. Cool. All right. So basically my situation right now is, uh, I brought this up a couple of times on this podcast before, but I'm trying to deal with, uh, juggling fatigue when it comes to creating. Juggling because, because it's like, sometimes like you sit down, like for example, Oh, I got already. Yeah.はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい
he sat down casually and like crossed his leg and just kept freestyling like it was nothing. And I was like, damn. He's yeah, just he, yeah, he's really good, bro. Like, I met him in person at uh, a GQ party. Yeah. Dude is literally, he, he, I could tell this nigga does not like going out. Yeah. Like, I feel like someone told him, you have to come to this thing. And he was like, okay, fine, I'll go, but I really don't want to go. <laughs> That's like, real, bro. What the? F- I need that. That's the energy I like when I hear about celebrities. It's like, yeah, they came out, they didn't want to come out, but they had no choice. Damn, I really want to find this song. We're going to find it, don't worry. Cause it's like that. This happens to me all the time. Like, what the fuck is that song? I gotta figure this out. I gotta figure this out. But I've been doing this. We've been doing this now for what, like, since October. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's a finding the song is just like you gotta just be like you think, and as you're thinking and talking, you're like typing and you're searching. Like, wait, it's that one. Like, it's 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 that whole process of like not doing things that doesn't serve the goal of what you're trying to do. Like, for instance, um, I used to do a lot of like vine videos right i used to run around yeah. with those with the viners and stuff like that but that's not what i wanted to do i just i i wanted to learn from them i wanted to be i wanted to learn how to shoot from them i wanted them to show me how they write i wanted them to show me all these things that they were doing on a turning out on a regular basis so i was just working to like figure out and oh, there it goes alone, alone. Oh my black, yeah. But go on talking. There, they were talking about. They were showing me how to do everything, and I almost got caught into the. You should continue doing this. Like if you get a viral video, you gotta keep doing it. But I was looking at Vine, like it's like it's a short, it's a it's a it's a quick burst of. Of people liking you, mm-hmm. but it it doesn't have a, a sustaining. It's not sustaining sustainability. And then also, am I? Is people gonna see this and think I'm a serious actor or not? It, it was like for me, buying in online content was more like a reality show. Yeah, no one's really gonna. So I was like. And people are like, you should keep doing it because these videos are good. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Because if I keep doing this and I and people see me, know me for this, it's all I'm going to be doing. Mm. Like, and there's a lot of people, it's only, it's only a few people that bounce out of that. Bounce out of that. And I was driving myself crazy, writing, doing all this, doing all this, all of this. And for me, it wasn't this. I feel you. I did. No, one of my homies did Vine for a while. He actually, got, he actually did, he became a pretty successful Viner. And he was like, do you want to be one of my Vines? I'm like, yeah, of course. So like, what? What you just said? Huh? He's not a successful actor. He's not a successful writer. He's a successful Viner. That's dead. That is. That's very true. You, but. You got to move from app to app. You got to. And that shit, and I, that was part of it where I was just like, being a successful Viner, you go, you go to IG videos, then you go to TikTok or whatever. And it's just like that's not that's that's an unsustainable way to live because you have to like adjust to a new app. You have to change your practice every couple of years. But anyway, we did a vine together, and it was cool. Like people, like it was. I'm not gonna lie, 
more people I went to college with and just knew in person, they saw that before they saw my stand up. They were all just like, oh my God, I saw you in this Vine. Oh my, I didn't know you were doing Vine now. I was like, yeah, it's cool. But I read the comments and one of the comments was just like, I don't know why, but I feel like his breath just stinks. And somebody else was like, somebody else was like, yo, he has horse teeth. And I was like, oh my God. I have, well, I have good teeth. You're mad at that? Like, no, because I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh. But then I was just like, I was like, do I, and I sat back and I was like, do I want to keep creating shit for these people? <laughs> you know what stopped me for real? Um, I'm on the Eric Andre show and I'm showing my Vine videos and showing my, all my videos, right? And one of the producers, he goes, these are great. He's like, but well, why are you giving him free content? Mm. You're literally fueling a, 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 a app for free. Why are you doing that? He was like, I'm like, cause it's gonna help me get to my next level and blah, blah, blah. He's like, bro, you're killing yourself doing that. Mm. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> couple years later i see him again he goes i told him what he said to me he's like i said that damn i was fucking deep (laughs) (laughs) no that's the best advice bro when somebody tells you something casually you tell them like two years later like yo i should change my life and they're just like what (laughs) one day like one day i saw somebody i hadn't seen like two years and he's like last time i saw you you were like you need to move from boston and he was like and i was like where he's like yeah you told me like what are you doing here that's so special? You could do that in LA. You could live like this in LA. And I was like, I said that? I don't even live in LA. I was like, what the? And he was like, I'm moving at the end of the month. Thank you so much. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but that's, I think that's, like, that's, when you do some, well, I think that's the best advice because it's like, you tell somebody, like, don't do the stupid shit. You want more for yourself. Exactly. Yo, one time, this is my this is another story. One time I saw this dude I knew in college. He was a good dude, really nice guy. Do all the parties and shit. White dude. I'm like, I think it was like from Revere or some shit like that. No, no, not Brock. No, what's the uh there's a town next to Brockton. Um a lot of white dudes are from there. They kinda of like hey, uh, Randolph? Not Randolph, not Rand not Randolph, not Randolph. This this niggas are Randolph. This, this, what? Whitman? No, nah, not Whitman. What the Stoughton? fuck is it called? Huh? Stoughton? Yeah, it was still. Yeah, I think I think it might have been. It might have been. It might have been Stoughton. It might have been Stoughton. It might have been Stoughton. But anyway, the nigga was cool, but he was rapping. He was rapping. He was a white boy rapping. He was rapping about how he had paper and shit. And one day at a party, and all the kids in my school were like, "Oh my god, he's so like, he's so good at rapping." Mind you, I just started doing stand up maybe like a year before this. So I'm like, "All right, guys, I'm in the well, I'm in the industry, and I can tell you that this is not good. This is all reasons it's bad." And I would say that. And then one day I saw him in person, and I was like, "Bro, I was drunk off the rock," and I was like, "Bro, just stop rapping, dog. <laughs> just stop rapping, please." He's like, "Dog," and I was like, "I'm sorry, but like, I, I think you're a nice guy, but I don't." He's like, "Oh, it's okay, man. I, I'm supposed to have haters." And I was like, "Nah." Just stop rapping. And his homies, one of his homies was like, bro, 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 uh, take this beer because my friend's about to knock you the fuck out. And I was like, all right. So I left. Flash forward two, three years later. Right? No, not even like three, four years later. Uh, my homie Sam is at Laugh Austin opening for Joey Diaz, right? And the crowd is packed. I'm there chilling. 
And after the show, that same white rapper dude, he sees my homie Sam. He's like, oh, shit, you do, you do comedy, da, da, da. You're from Boston. Hey, do you know my friend? And he sees me. He's like, oh, my God, Twanda, you're right there. I was, just, I was just talking about you, bro. I, I'm glad you're doing your thing. That's so great. Da, da, da. He's like, oh, by the way, um, he told me to stop rapping. Yo, you were right. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and his homie who gave me the beer was right next to him. like, yeah, you were right, bro. And I was like, damn. So sometimes advice, advice, when people care about you and they don't know you like too well, they'll give you the best advice because they're not trying to, they don't care about your feelings. They're just like, bro, stop that. Yo, yeah, somewhere like, that dude got a diss track about you. Yeah. Somewhere. I hope he does. Bars, Yo, I hope he has bars, bro. But because I was, because he's like, who the fuck is this awkward? Because I was just like, I was, in, I was some nobody, and they were like, oh, bro, beard yet? You didn't even have the beard yet. I know. I, I, I'm, I, have, I have a photo. I have a photo for my fucking. I have a photo that I'm about to post for Throwback Thursday for me of me in college, and he's like. You let this like I was like, yo, that, I should have got fucking super socked. I should have got beat the fuck up that night. So shout out to them for not be, like tell like, I told a white rapper. <laughs> All right. Um we're about to wrap up. Uh thank you so much for being on it, John. I really appreciate it. Uh Nick, can you do me a favor? Usually I have you like no, not it's not it's not that one. It's not that one. Okay. It's not that one. It's not that one. <laughs> because it's an actor nigga, because I'm an actor nigga. Uh, we talked about this early. We talked about how like you're not gonna ask Denzel Washington for a favorite, <laughs> Nick. Could you could you please recreate Jean uh, asking Denzel Washington for a favor? All right, ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask, 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 ask Denzel for a favor. Denzel, um, can you uh, put me in your like? Can you give me some pointers on how to be a good actor? Hold on, hold on. So, so you come to me, right? You come here. You asking me how you gonna do it? You didn't, you didn't bother to look up anything on your own, hmm? Huh? You didn't ask any questions. You didn't go to the library. Do you have a card? <laughs> Open the book. Did you pick up a DVD, VHS, something? Betamax? I'm just trying to make it, man. Like, what's up? Like, you gotta put me on. Like, tell me what, tell me what I need to do. Oh, I, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I don't think I have to do a damn thing. And you come to me. <laughs> but I need, you know, you know, let me tell you something. What you just did is real because you did that before to somebody. Really? Oh, shit. <laughs> I watched him do that to somebody. <laughs> I watched him do that. <laughs> I watched Denzel tell somebody. Someone was like, I need a mentor. He was like, Am I not mentoring you right now? And the dude's like, I saw I saw Robert Townsend do that to somebody. Somebody he was like, he's like, yeah, man, I need, I need to, um, I'm like trying to like work with people like you. He's like, there's mad actors in this room. Why are you not talking to them? Like, talk to these people. You worried about what I'm doing? I'm good here. <laughs> I was wow. like, yo, he's telling you the truth, mm -hmm. like. You constantly trying to reach to the, the, the person that did before when you could be reaching to the next person sitting next to you and working with that person. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's why Issa's so successful because she literally reached out to the person sitting next to her. It's like, I can't, I'm doing all this. And I need help to do this. And they said, cool, I can do this. 
and then they started working and doing their thing together, man. Word, man. That's that's real. Also, I think I think it was funny that I literally watched that happen. Yeah, yo, yo, that's <laughs> fucking amazing that Nick just did that, and they're like, oh, that's that's no, that's that's not only is it like that's spot on. I've seen I've seen that. <laughs> oh my god we, we, i know john we can go on and on and on oh we could, we we could, but bro. bro thank you so much for doing this shit. tell people where they can find you online um you can find me same name different app jean ellie that's j-e-a-n-e-l-i-e um currently have a sizzle for my show that i'm producing and developing right now called send help so you can yep. check that out on twitter you can check it out on my on my instagram page um, we have it on IGTV and we pushing along, man. And also check, watch Insecure every Sunday yes. at 10 p.m. Uh, on HBO. Word, watch that shit. Or if you're like me, uh, wait till your wait till your friend gives you their HBO now, and then you, now I'm, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. That, that's the one. That's, I'm, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it and watch. I couldn't know. I, I didn't watch. I haven't watched the season yet because the first episode, my boy Reggie's fucking Issa, so we just all see his ass, and I'm just like, "Oh, you know Reggie? Yeah, you know, you know, bro. He's he's in our acting. He's in our acting class. That's her, man. <laughs> Yo, Reggie is the funniest man ever. The whole day during that episode when we we're filming, Reggie was like. <laughs> and then after I came back, he came back from the waiting room, came back upstairs. Reggie was like, Yo, when are they gonna call me? And I was like, They're gonna call you, bro. He's like, All right. And then Reggie did his scene. Everybody's laughing in the, uh, in, the in the video village, everybody's dying. I come out to see Reggie to be like, yo, man, you're doing good. He's like, did he fucking like it? Like, keep telling me to do it over. Is it good? Like, <laughs> freaking out. I'm like, bro, you're doing amazing. He's like, what? I'm like, you're doing amazing. Trust me. He's like, all right, cool, because I just don't know. Like, they keep coming and talking to me, but they're not telling me if it's good or not. I'm like, fam, you're crushing it. That's that comedian in them, bro. Comedians, we do not do well with that shit. Like a comic, I swear to God, if we talk for too long and nobody's laughing, everyone's just like, okay, we're like, all right, something's, something's going awful. So, the thing is, though, that's how, that's, that's literally how I be feeling, too. Because like, I, be, I was able to talk to him because I know what it felt like. You know what mm. I'm saying? So, since I knew what it felt like to be doing something and the person you didn't see with, not laughing, one, like, Nobody's doing anything. And you're riffing, and no one's saying anything. You're like, shit. Mm. Is this, am I am I fucking trash right now? But that's not their job. They're not supposed to laugh. So I go. What I do is I go to the video village to see how they how they respond in the room, and then I go to the guy doing playback, and I go to watch my scene to make sure I don't look crazy. I don't mm. look crazy. And then I, if I see the new person, I'd be like, bro, you're doing good. I know you're doing good. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He was crushing it. He, he was really crushing it. Like every time he said something, they, they kept telling him to do more because they was trying to see what else they can get out of him. Oh, all right. Because he was quick killing it. And they just wanted to see how much more, 
how how extreme can he get? Right. That's that. Yo, shout out to you for being supportive like that and under and like also being empathetic and knowing like I've been through this exact same thing, so <laughs> I can help build up. Cause yeah, yeah, you're out here trying to build people around you, bro. And that's like that's really that's that's good energy, man. You this that's that shit is. Yeah. You're appreciated, bro. So definitely, definitely. Again, thank you so much for doing this. Um, we really appreciate it. All right, word. Thank you so much, bro. All right, all right, man. We'll talk. All right, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, you good, man. Peace. What's up with you? What's going on? Let him know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up. I suggest you to run this live request. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.